Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time. They are three book girls. I feel like within this conversation, I'm the can I speak to the manager person. You are the Karen. <laughs> oh right my now. God, you're the Fourth of July Karen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You even kind of have the hair. I never. <laughs> no, and I don't spike it. Karen hair, don't care. Uh, I, I love short hair. I think everybody should do it. Truthfully, Rachel's hair is a little too short for the Karen, and mine is too long for the Karen. It would be someplace in between. Mine? Yeah. No, it'd maybe. be like, well, yours is too curly for a Karen. It's, it's like Kate from Kate it. plus eight. Like, yeah. like it's her haircut. Yeah, she had like a like an asymmetrical, shorter in the back, longer yeah. in the front kind of haircut. Yes. That's what I think of when I, I think of like the heck. I do envy people like, um, have y'all seen Riverdale? Yes. Or at least, so um, she's character with the redhead, that hair, man, if I could have that, that's, she has amazingly beautiful hair. Yeah, like, she does. That, that would be great. I don't know but, who you're talking about, so. She has, well, and I wonder, I always wonder when their hair is like that perfect, how much of it's really their hair. <laughs> like, does and she how have, much they add on add to it. To, but I, like, yeah, her hair is like the best color red and it's just like thick and just like perfect. Is it long? It's very long. It's very oh, long. Okay, yeah. 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 And it's beautiful. It is. <laughs> I'm, every time I see her, I'm like, oh man, I want that hair. Yeah. That's why I like, think every person on the planet who's a woman has hair envy of some kind. We were oh, talking yeah, about so. uh, on the Friday night call, we were talking about hair envy a little bit because I was talking about how straight my hair is and how I wish it was a little more curly. Like, <laughs> mo- like I Morgan's saw Dana hair. roll her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Morgan's got the, the got the curls. I know Morgan has the best hair. Oh my gosh, Bonnie's got the curls when it's longer. She's got the it's curls right now. Curly right now. It was huge when I got here because I wrote, <laughs> I, I came with, I rolled my windows down because Echo came with me today and she likes the windows down. So I rode with the windows down and I came in and I had some 80s hair. <laughs> she had, she had, had some, some big hair. ass hair. I put some water on it to kind of get it to calm it down. down. <laughs> That's amazing. It looked like she'd just been sleeping, you know, and had had. <laughs> Hair up all over the place. 1985 for that one. It was like you you went in the uh, the DeLorean and came back from 85. Huh? Yeah, like, that's exactly what it what looked is it like. That you have to hit 77 miles per 88. hour. 88. 88. Yeah, you get some hair going when you go 88 with the windows <laughs> down. Yeah, I was I was on my way because it, it was Fourth of July. I had a remote at a car dealership. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to text everybody. So I'm trying to do a group text while I'm driving, which I know I should not do, but I was doing it anyway. And I just saw Rachel and I thought I clicked the right one. And so the group text went out and right away I get this flag back from, from this Rachel who I don't know very well. (laughs) I mean, I, she used to be, um, the girlfriend of a guy who lived in our neighborhood. And I think I'd met her like five times or something. Yeah. You should probably just take her right out loud of your phone. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, she, she, 
happy fourth of july back like um did you realize he said this to the wrong person <laughs> it's like oh shit so sorry so of course everybody it, so vonnie and megan got the message but rachel did not right. and then i sent a new message with information for rachel but it was confusing to her because she didn't know about the other. Well, I couldn't job. figure out. I was like, who, who don't I have saved in my yeah, phone? I looked at that too. I'm like, who the hell is this number? It's like seven, seven, seven. I'm like, what? I think the reason I was confused is because Martha texted me like just one on one. I did. And then I got a text saying disregard previous text. And I was like, Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, <laughs> No, usually I'll I'll check individually with oh. people before I send out a group text just to make sure so that we don't have to go through the whole, oh, I'm busy, I can't make it, blah, blah, blah stuff in right. a group text. I just do individuals first and then do a group text. Makes sense. Yeah, I will have to say, though, because I was working when all of this texting was going on. So <laughs> I saw the alerts going on my phone, but I was in the middle of stuff, so I didn't open it. I had 35 messages when I left work <laughs> at 2.30. <laughs> yep. Mm, yeah. Whoops. One and of the things. So, so rudely awoken this morning. I had 17 you know, missed text messages. And I open it up to this feed starting with delicious looking donuts and pastry. I'm sorry. And, coffee, and I was like, those bitches. <laughs> I thought about it after the fact. I was like, oh, I probably should have just sent that to Martha. But then I have to make another text chain. <laughs> and there's so many. We well, do have a lot of text chains. Yeah. Sorry. No, about I actually enjoy it. Cause even if I can't respond, it's like, it's only a nice little funny story. It is. <laughs> Because if it affects me, I respond. But if not, I just like to be a part of it. Well, there you go. Well, it's I like looking so on social then. media and you're looking at everybody's really funny text, except it's just, you know, down to just three people. Yes. Right. And like, you guys are freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that you sent on Facebook yesterday was the rest of the world is watching America like America watches watched Tiger King. And that's so true, don't you think? Yeah, basically. America is especially so red right, right now. Especially right now, because yesterday, Kanye West um, announced that he's going to run for president. Again? Again. I can't. My, I just eye-rolled like Martha oh eye-rolls. Like, I, I yeah. cannot with so, him. So now, we have to deal with another crazy... Uh, wackadoo ce celebrity running for president and the just even the idea because you know this time in 2016 or 2015 or whenever it was when Donald Trump announced that he was going to run for president I was like ah, right he'll never fucking get elected now everybody's just scared now I'm scared that Kanye West is going to get elected because of what happened with Trump and how I was so dismissive of him getting elected that I wasn't even worried about it for a while and then all of a sudden all these people started supporting him and I'm like you gotta fucking be kidding me and that's how I feel about Kanye West isn't that sad too that we as a nation now it's we've just been made a spectacle we basically. are <laughs> I think a lot of other countries have they a it's entertaining to watch but b they have a lot of sympathy because they're like, well, they're sitting ducks for anything. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and you know, uh, I just, I miss the days when there was separation. Like, you're either a politician 
or you're in like a celebrity or whatever, like stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's up with all the merging? I don't like that whole, you know, the it, infusion only works in food. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh girl. Some Tex-Mex right now. <laughs> I'm really hoping that we can go ahead with our event. I am going to ask the bookstore if it's okay that we require masks for our event. But I've also come up with a great idea for us because it's really hard when you're doing a broadcast or a podcast to wear a mask because it muffles your voice so much. Mm -hmm. So I had an idea. I had this fantastic idea. I don't know if it's going to work or not yet. I've ordered some supplies for it. And if it works, I think I might apply for a patent. <laughs> nice yeah it's it's a plastic shield that goes like like a like a face shield that fits on top of the microphone hmm. okay. so it's a barrier that's clear that's in front of the microphone that catches all of your spit or whatnot your moist air well we're, we won't be able to have the microphone for people to come up and talk into like we usually do True. that's yeah. going to be a no-go for yeah. sure because we can't I, have you know multiple people coming up and talking into a microphone. microphone and that's one of the reasons why i wear a mask when i go places it's not yep. so much that i'm afraid of catching it i'm afraid that i'm one of those super spreaders that doesn't have symptoms jesus i hope not and <laughs> right because if so you're sitting my fucking presence right now don't make me breathe your way <laughs> keep your well, freaking germs to yourself i'm just gonna like leave it as we're coming and there you go. it happens you know but you can you can call an audible like the week of it's okay yeah oh shit i should probably start reading the book though i know i need to yeah do that i too. need to too i need to download it none I of us have it. read it it was jessica's choice and jessica's not coming so uh, <laughs> well, well i, I like it was on my tbr so I opened the, well, opened, it's, I have it on my Nook or my iPad. And the first thing that I met with is a map. And I was like, fuck, I hate my life. I don't want to do this. <laughs> See, and I'm all like, give me that map. Give me that family tree. <laughs> you see the map. You're like, oh God, it's going to be I'm one best. of those. I'm with yeah. Rachel. I'm kind of. I know. It's probably not going to be your thing. But Jessica likes fantasy. I know, you know it's her thing. I've heard really good things about this series. Like I bought the book a long time ago and just haven't gotten to it I'm yet, just so. not You liked into... Potter though, didn't you? Yeah, but Potter has what? more of a grip on the real world. world. Yeah. You... I'm sorry. Did you say you have not read Harry Potter? I've never read it and I've never seen the movies. Oh my Lord have mercy. My heart nope. just skipped a beat. But I mean, <laughs> Harry lives in the real world with like, you know, actual worldly things. It's when you, the whole thing is the in whole a different world yeah. and there's new rules. And I just, it's hard when you're a very logical person, it's very hard to wrap your head around fair that, you know, Oh, this person is floating, but that's okay because gravity's different on this world. It's like, no, <laughs> that's not right. I can't see, and I'm okay with that. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's this yeah. world. I'm totally with Bonnie. Like, I I have a real hard time wrapping my head around that stuff, mm -hmm. and especially when we're talking about all these different worlds with difficult names and like all these different people and where they belong. And I'm like, 
I, th- I don't. I feel like Shadow and Bone. I feel like this series, though, because it's YA, is not going to be a. It's not like digging into like Lord of the Rings. The world building in this probably will not be that complex. Yeah, I think there's definitely world building because it's like quite a universe. But I don't think. It, I mean, I haven't read it, but just, I don't think it's like. It's, it's not going to make your brain hurt too much. <laughs> I tried to read the first Game of Thrones and. Oh Jesus, no. I have them. In the eye. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I, I would poke myself in the eye, and I like fantasy. First time that I read Wicked, it took me so long to get through the book the first time because I kept having to go back and reread chapters and, yeah. because I'm like, I'd get to reading and I'd be like, what the? What yeah, the it fuck? really was. I don't Gregor, Gregor Maguire makes my brain hurt. I love his books, but he makes my brain I, hurt. I like his books too, but that's so far into the fantasy world, which I it's hard for me to understand. Yeah. Now, when I read Son of a Witch, I, it, that one was better because I was already familiar enough with the world. Yes. But the first time I read Wicked, I, it took me forever to read that I book. I could probably reread Wicked and be like, oh, I don't remember like half of that book. Especially when you've seen the musical and then you try to read the book because they're not at all the same. Right. (laughs) The musical, I think, is better. I love the book, but I love the musical. I haven't seen the the musical. So and I read Wicked twice. And the second time I read it, I understood it more than the first time. But the first time I read it, I, I seriously, I had to start it twice when I was already three chapters in because I didn't understand what was happening in this world. And... See, I equate that to like math. If books make me feel like I feel when I'm trying to learn and or <laughs> do math, I don't want to do it. <laughs> like, I just keep it away from me. Yeah, but I like math. I'd be okay with a math-related book. I don't well, like math. math. Is just my personal enemy. You can you can um, replace it with anything really, but math is my uh, art. Art. Yeah, I was. Yeah. No matter how much I tried, I, I was so bad at art class. I was so bad at art class that my art teacher thought that I was being a sarcastic shit <laughs> on my the badness of my work and kicked me out of class. Aww. I mean, as in made me go down and take it off of my... Like off your schedule? Off of my oh schedule. My <laughs> He's like, you cannot come into this class ever again. And yeah. I'm like, but I, I need this to graduate. <laughs> I failed the same art class. This is when I was in junior college before I went to my four year. And so I was just trying to fill an elective. I failed the same art class twice. (laughs) You had to to draw things. Luckily, I didn't need it to transfer. Um, But, and like we had to draw certain things, and the teacher, she would get, the professor would give it back to me and say, "Um, I think you need to try. And I'm like, I did try. <laughs> I know. I was the same way with this one. We Like one of the very first things that they had us do was you had to like a bowl of fruit. You had to like oh, sketch yeah. a bowl of fruit. Nope, and couldn't do it. I couldn't do yeah. it. And it, it looked nothing like it. And the teacher thought that I was now, to be fair, I was known to be quite a smart ass and a school skipper and you know, so on and so forth before this point. But I actually was trying at this point and it didn't, he kicked me completely out of his class. I don't know what I'm going to do about the Friday night call this week. What about the one last week? I do have the one from last week. Okay. Just remind me before we leave. I have one from a couple weeks back that I forgot to post. I still have my written list though. I suck. I'm sorry. Well, That's all right. I haven't posted this week's call list yet because it's sitting. I have like the worst allergies right now. So last yeah. night I was like, 
Well, I was going to... Mine was from June 19th. Oh, Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, put it up there and say, um, I just found this laying around and I forgot. (laughs) Don't ever put me in charge of your children's medication schedule. (laughs) (laughs) I was distracted by dogs. Yeah, I had the power drop a couple of times here during the Friday night call. Really? Yeah, and Mm. so it kicked me out. Oh, so the recording went off. Yeah, so I don't know how I, I, I I'm not gonna be able to put it up this yeah, week. Yeah, she kept getting caught like we were watching her and she'd be like frozen. She'd be like, uh Yeah. <laughs> it kept going out. So I this just not it's a terrible and it it sucks because we had a great we had a lot of really good books this week. Yeah. And then I pieced out because I was dying of a headache because little did I know a massive storm was rolling into my neighborhood like an hour later. Yep. Mm, I was like laying on the couch like, Martha's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. Well, (laughs) since that's the only Friday night call I've been on since we've started recording, it's okay if that one doesn't go up. Because I don't like myself. I know you don't, but we love having you on. You can see too many of my chins. Well, how about if you just put on a very special... I'm going to do all my Zoom calls like this. Put it, put, put your face through a slice of bread. There you go. <laughs> really big slice of bread. Like that. Just tape, just no. tape it up. There you go. Just get some, <laughs> nah. tape up your get some, get some microphone tape. <laughs> no, isn't that what President Trump uses? You know, the facelift tape? Oh, I don't know. I don't want to use anything that Trump uses. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> or I have an even better suggestion. What? Vani. You're fine just how you are. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. See? I need it's to true. get skinnier and then this will go away. But nobody on the call cares. They're not all skinny. I know. Not skinny. Yeah, but no. I look at myself and scare myself. Don't look Everybody at does that. I'm like, oh my God. That's why it's all about the angle. Well, see, I look at myself and I think I look like the crypt keeper. A lot of it has to do with the lighting in my living room. My lighting in my living room is horrible. All right, what do we got for us, Ms. Bonnie? All right, so I read Whisper Network by Chandler Baker. The only reason I got through this book is because I had absolutely nothing else to read. <laughs> I did not like it. So this is um, about kind of a, a large law firm, and the CEO suddenly dies. And the person who is next up in line is a guy named Ames, who has a little problem with being inappropriate with the women at work. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. I mean, just your typical scumbag, sexist. Yeah. And and also, at the same time that this is happening, that the CEO dies and they're trying to find out who's going to take over his position and everything, there's also a spreadsheet of... I was a little confused on the spreadsheet because I think it's a spreadsheet of different companies and different powerful men who work at these companies who like are sexist pigs and kind of, I don't know the correct word. Well, they're inappropriate. I, I, would, I don't really want to say abuse because they like, they like to touch your back and they linger a little too long or... Oh, they, um, they stand too close or they accidentally, you know, brush sexual harassment. 
Yeah, like those kind of things. And so it's like a list of these men and what they've done. It's um, it's almost like a... Like a burn book? It's a burn book, but it's also like a warning Mm -hmm. to other women who are looking for jobs. Like, listen, if you go work for this company, be careful about Mr. So-and-so because he will ask you to come into his office and shut the door and sit you know, on your lap, uncomfortably close to you while he's talking to you. And I'm talking about like, you know, when you're sitting in the chair next to the desk and your boss sits right next to you, like Mm. half on the desk so that like, yeah, he's almost touching you. So, yeah. So like, he's like a half inch away from like your legs and (laughs) stuff and gotcha, like that kind of thing. And Ames ends up on this list. So then it kind of took turns into like this sexual harassment suit and everything else. And that's basically what it's about. It's about these women who come forward against Ames for sexual harassment. Okay. So the premise of the book is really good. The reason why I didn't like it is because the main character is a freaking self-involved shit. So basically, I mean, she's part of this lawsuit and I'm not going to say that what Ames had, you know, his advances towards her were right because they're not, but she also did it and used it to her advantage to work herself up in the company. So she basically slept her way to the top. Mm. And while she's sleeping her way to the top, she's also engaged to her now husband. So she's cheating on her husband, sleeping her way to the top, using her affiliations yeah. f- to gain new positions when other people who have been there longer weren't even considered for the job. Mm. This book sounds very problematic all the well, way Well, you around. know what's really funny? I looked at the cover uh-huh. and I DNF'd this book. Did you really? I did. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that what Ames did was right because he should not have come on to his coworker. No, but she was a totally unlikable character. But she I, was a, I agree yeah. a thousand percent. She was I un- couldn't even I couldn't even read it. And the thing is is that she was written like she was supposed to be this like saint who's like going against the man and all of this other stuff. I mean, there's actually a line in there that she thinks to herself, well, if I wasn't such a good person Bitch, you're not a good person. You're sleeping around on your freaking fiance. You don't understand why he's mad that he fi- when he finds out you're sleeping around on him and you're sleeping your way to the top to gain positions above your friends, your so-called friends who have worked in the company longer, who have taken the high road and not kept sleeping with Ames so that they could be second in command. You know what, I have a, the main reason I had a problem and have a problem with books like this is because it makes legitimate claim, claimants and legitimate people who have been treated poorly by their male colleagues, it makes them look bad. It does. Well, yeah, because you're... Not all women sleep their way to the top. In fact, most don't. I would say most don't. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't, yeah. I, you know I just who, didn't enjoy it, so I quit reading it. You know who I liked? I liked her friend. She had one friend, and I wish I could remember everybody's name, but it's been a while since I've read this book. 
but she was one that she had been harassed or come on to mm-hmm. let's say that okay. come on to and everything and she basically said fuck no gotcha. i am not gonna have this affair with you and so on and so forth and she's the kind of person that if she wants to eat a whole pizza for dinner she eats a whole pizza for <laughs> dinner she's like i don't even care i'm gonna do what i want to do and you know sometimes she wears makeup most of the time she doesn't because she just doesn't give a shit you know what other people think I really like, she was such a strong character. Now, if they would have wrote it from her perspective, this would have been a, such a better book. I always feel like you have to have something that you can connect to in a main character. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I, one of the reasons I did not like Gone Girl and couldn't get into oh, it was see, because I, I didn't Gone like Gone the main Girl. character. Yeah. I love Or not Gone, Gone Girl. Girl, excuse me, Girl on the Train. Oh, I, I like I had I like such that too, a hard time. <laughs> I like Girl on the Train. I had such a hard time connecting with the main character but she because was I, she was so unlikable. But, but this is what I'm saying about that about this book. But is see, that I just couldn't find anything redeeming about the main character that I just felt like, why am I fucking reading this? This person is ugh. They're a horrible person. But see, this the difference between the person on the main character on Girl on a Train. And this one is that she's written to be flawed. She's written as this character. And it's, there's no doubt in your mind that she is definitely not a great person. She has issues that she's trying to overcome and everything. The main character in this one is written like she's a good person and that right. she's, you know, like the heroine of the story and everything. She might be the when, heroine of her own story. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) She is. And another thing that really bugged me about the book is that they work for a law firm and yet she doesn't know very much about the law. Mm. It's Hmm. like she's not a very smart person, but yet she's supposed to be this lawyer, like good enough to be like second in command. Hmm. Well, clearly the writer's not a lawyer. Clearly, the, the I, I don't know. I just I don't I haven't read any more books by this uh, author, so I don't know if it was just I what Goodreads has to say about her. This specific this was on uh, Reese's reading oh challenge hmm. or reading list hmm. or whatever book club list, and um, I think it got pretty good reviews, hmm. but I just I didn't like it. I didn't just because you're telling me that this person is a good person in this book. Like you need to like them because they're a good person. I'm like, look at her actions. She's not a good person. I'm not going to like this person. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. I'm not a sheep. Damn it. Ugh. Don't say that word. It's making me think about <laughs> the, the exactly what I was non-mask wearing COVID idiots. Yep. <laughs> but again, and uh, some people might really like this book. It might just be me that didn't No, I didn't like it either. <laughs> But I would say, don't bother. Go ahead and move on to the next one. And that was called Whisper Network by Chandler Baker. Rachel, what do you got? Yeah, I know you don't have a uh, true crime this week. I don't. And I feel like Vani is just right inside my head because the book I'm going to review 
is about a real life self-absorbed asshole. Oh, oh. this is all about self-absorbed asshole. It makes me so furious. I can't even talk. I have a feeling that everybody's going to be fired up when, when, so I'm going to read just a, like a couple of sentences of the introduction before I tell you what the book is. Okay. Okay. And mind you, they made this, this fucking book into a movie. So, um, so this is from the intro and everything that's in this book about the person he wrote this book. So, um, so my name is Tucker Max and I'm an asshole. I get excessively drunk at inappropriate times, disregard social norms, indulge every whim, ignore the consequences of my actions, mock idiots and posers, sleep with more women than is safe or reasonable, and just generally act like a raging dickhead. Hey, at least he's honest. I think I went to school with him. (laughs) I was going to say, isn't he president of the United States? (laughs) This book is called, I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell, and... The author is Tucker Max. <laughs> that is the best oh title. Oh my god! This this book is written by him, and it is just all about his opinions, his exploits with he and his buddies, with he and you know women, his opinions on things, and he is just a massive. Is it asshole? It, my question for you, Rachel, is. Mm-hmm. Why did you read this book? It, it's kind of one of those things that it was just too awful to look away from. <laughs> it was a car wreck. <laughs> and it, honestly, it kind of intrigued me that there was literally a person who just was like, uh, this is me. I'm going to be terrible and awful and a horrible person. And I'm going to make money off of it, too. I mean, he was straightforward. Like I said, president of the United States. And he has two other books, too. Like, he's being an asshole and making money off of it. Oh, jeez. But, and there's some pictures in the book, too, like, of, you know, just their exploits and different things. Um, But just the amount of ridiculousness. And you just think to yourself, do people really act like this? And, yep. They do. And I I was reading some like feedback and this one lady, she was so funny. Um, she wrote about him that you are a disgusting, vile, repulsive, repugnant, foul creature. Because of you, I don't believe in God anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a lot of power you put in one person. Right. That's not the full quote, but still. And I was like, damn, girl. But, um... Like I said, you hate him so, so much. I mean, he has no redeeming qualities, I don't think. Um, And he is. He's just an arrogant little prick. Right? And, of course, he is. He's just, he's a prick. And he he doesn't have much respect for women. um, And, you know, he kind of judges everybody for everything around him he sounds just like a miserable human being really um and i don't know it just it is it a me. comedy it's could it be lo- could he be like a comedian could it be like a spoof no it's his real life oh yeah well, like i said he's 
got pictures, you know, where he kind of documents some things that he talks about and he talks about his friends and other stuff. And, um, and they made it, like I said, they made a movie about it. And Matt Zuckery, um, who plays Logan on Gilmore Girls played him in the movie. Um, Hmm. not, I mean, not a bad comparison. He's not a terrible looking human being, but whole, (laughs) like if you want to just rage at a book and be able to get out some frustration. <laughs> he, you just love to hate him, really. So it's just his like autobiography, kind of. Kind of, and it's it's just him t- talking about all of his exploits and what he thinks about people and certain things. And he's just a horrible human being, and he's proud of it. <laughs> like, mm. hey, at least he owns it. Yeah. I guess. At least he's not a horrible human being trying to say, I'm a wonderful person. At least he's not a horrible human being who is the leader of literally the free world. This is true. He is not. Um, God, I hope he doesn't run for president alongside Kanye West. Oh, God. He's going to be the vice president. (laughs) President Tucker Max. Is that his name? Max Tucker. Max Tucker. Max Tucker. Mm -hmm. I think, right? Or did did I put it backwards? I don't know. Oh, no, you're right, Martha. Tucker Max. President Tucker Max. Oh. But like I said, it it was just kind of like a car crash you couldn't look away from. And (laughs) it it was just so much fun to hate him. And Um, if you're looking for that type of book, um, you know. But so there's that. I mean, like I said, if you're looking for just something to hate for a little bit, but also you know, kind of get a kick out of some of their exploits and different stuff. It's it's not a bad book. Maybe if there's a mind douche that you could take afterwards. This sounds like something you could read and judge people without feeling bad afterwards. Like he I will, he will definitely make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. So, again, that was um, I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell by Tucker Max. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It actually sounds like a fun book to read. Oh, I mean, no, if you read it you. with the idea that it, it was a wink and a nod, like I said, maybe if he was a comedian, it would be funny. Because, you know, comedians no. do a lot of that kind of thing where they're self-deprecating, where they make fun of themselves about how awful they are. It just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, you remember that book that I read? It's been a while ago. It's... um shit my dad said yeah yeah oh, i remember yeah. that and it was about his life and he wasn't always a great person now he was more nerdy and awkward than assholey but still it was fun to read just because you're reading about these things that he did and you're going like what the hell were you thinking this sounds like that would be the same kind of book yeah oh man and he even tells you in the introduction I have zero disregard for consequences and social norms. That's he doesn't true. care. All right. Well, I stepped into Rachel's wheelhouse this week. Ah, got a true crime up your sleeve there, yes. Megan. Yes. My second passion in life under YA would be true crime. And it was really well-timed because speaking of horrible assholes, the Golden State Killer pled guilty this week. Yep. So oh. like, see you he's later. Like a hundred years old, practically. And I think he. I think I looked. I think he's like 70, 78 or eighty. Yeah, he's he looks particularly infirm though. Yeah, I he mean, looks a lot older than. He's got the whole shaky, 
you know, old person. It doesn't look like an act. No, I think it's like 40 years of guilt manifesting. Maybe. And I'm so sad that Michelle McNamara, who wrote... That's what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, that she's not alive to see this. I know. Yeah. Yeah, so I am actually reviewing I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara because it's been on my shelf for a while and I was like, well, I'll get to it. And then as soon as I saw that headline that he was pleading guilty this, this past week, I was like, yep, this is, this is the day that I read her book. And I agree. I, I remember, I feel like thinking she died a lot closer to him being caught than she did, but there was two years between when she died almost to the day. Like she died on like April 21st of 2016 and they arrested him on April 24th of 2018. Like it was almost Mm -hmm. like two years to the day. Um, but she dedicated her life to catching who we now call the Golden State Killer, who was originally the East Area Rapist and the original Night Stalker because he became the original Night Stalker because they used the name Night Stalker again later on for somebody else. Um, wow. I can't think of what I can see as fangs. Um, Richard Ramirez. Yes, <laughs> Richard Ramirez. Um, became the Night Stalker. So the Golden State Killer had to become the original Night Stalker because he was first. Um, and then they all got renamed the Golden State Killer by Michelle McNamara. But the the book, she didn't even actually get to finish the book before no, she died. she just basically had compiled all of this yes. different research and everything like yeah, that. So I, she, I read it also. Yeah, she. it's almost kind of like reading a manuscript that you can tell like it just isn't finished all the way because she, she didn't get to finish it. But the information that she compiled and the time that she put into it was truly amazing. And the information, there was stuff in there that I didn't remember hearing about from him. And you get to meet Paul Holes for the first time, kind of in her book, if you haven't, don't know who Paul Holes is. He was kind of, I don't want to call him the rookie, but he was kind of the rookie who dug into the cold case file and really kind of spearheaded it. And him and Michelle worked really closely together to try to solve it and now Paul Holes like everyone associates Paul Holes with the capture of the Golden State Killer um he had a lot of other there were a lot of detectives that worked on the case it wasn't just him but he's kind of the face that people think of now not a bad looking face either he's pretty if you need to look up Paul Holes (laughs) I want to look him up now you should there's a whole hashtag uh that how do you spell his last name h-o-l-e-s like just just like like holes just like Mm -hmm. holes okay Paul Holes there's a whole Dude. hashtag. Bonnie wants to fall in that hole. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. There's, there's a hashtag that the, the murderino started that was just hot for holes. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, because he's pretty. I think he's pretty. Um, but, yeah, I just really – and you could you definitely felt like you kind of were reading a first draft because of because she didn't finish the book. Um, and you – the whole time I kept thinking – I know she doesn't know how this ends because I know she's died. So that was the hard part for me reading it. Um, and I just also really just want more information. And maybe now that he's officially pled guilty, we'll get kind of more information. Because uh, when people would ask Paul Holes questions in interviews, he's like, well, still like open. So I can't tell you things. But I always wonder if Joseph D'Angelo was. Ooh, he is pretty. <laughs> right? Damn. Damn. Call him daddy. <laughs> Um, I always wonder if he was on the original suspect list because I feel like they've never like other than when like the DNA matched um, in ancestry or, or in whichever ancestry system they used because like in her book she never mentions D'Angelo if she did she she used a lot of pseudonyms to protect people um, but I kind of feel like 
he wasn't necessarily on the radar for people. And maybe he was, I don't, I'd have to really deep dive and read more, but I really enjoyed the book. I loved where she made it easy to read. Like you didn't feel like you were sitting there reading like court documents. And it wasn't like over your head. Yeah. It was relatable. It, it was, was, yeah. Like she would be like, I'm riding around to the crime scenes with Paul Holes and he's like walking me through it. And she just made it very easy to read. And you could kind of even tell like in the part three that was written by somebody else, you could tell the difference in their writing style because all of a sudden it got kind of technical. And you're like, and they told you like, oh, this was written by one of her friends or whatever. Um, It wasn't Paul Holes. It was a different Paul, I think, or somebody. But you could definitely feel the difference in what she had written versus what um, the person wrote to finish the book. And they put like a letter that she had written basically to the golden state killer, like dear asshole, here's what I have to say to you. Um, and it was real, like, it's the last thing in the book. And you just like, it gave me chills at the end. I was just like, Oh, like I wish, I so wish she had been alive to not bask in it, but kind of bask in it and be like, cause she really did spearhead with Paul holes. Like there it's crazy. The amount of evidence they had in this case and that it took them that long to find him. That's crazy. Because he went all over the place. Like, and oh, and he was the Vandalia ransacker. So he had like four names before they realized it was all the same person. Wow. And it was with the kind of advancements in DNA that they all of a sudden went, oh shit, like this murderer and this rapist are, are the, the same, same person. person. Yeah. And the, the whole DNA thing, I just love it yes. when technology is able to do something so incredible. Yeah. It's like some, one of his relatives took a DNA test. Yes. And they tracked it. And that's it. how they got it. Yeah. Yeah. I it's heard just that. just so cool. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's, it was amazing. It, it makes me scared to go get a DNA test. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's already an ancestry, so it's okay. I'm a, I'm a little worried that uh, one I, of my relatives might have been a serial killer. <laughs> but, the, but then you get to feel that moment of like, hey, I did this and I bettered the world because they caught this asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, unless it's somebody that you really like in your family, and then no. you're like, oh, no. No, anybody who in, in my family who's a serial killer deserves what they get. <laughs> yeah. But it was really interesting to hear all the different, like, they have, like, the map of kind of where he moved around and their philosophy. So I would really like to know now more from the, like, case file now that I have he's a feeling planned. you'll probably get more I, yeah. later down the line. Because I, I, I feel like they should have known who he was, but I mean, it's easy to say in hindsight when yep. you read it and go, Oh, well, yeah, like obviously, but I, I don't know enough about, um, I just blanked on his name, even though I, Joseph D'Angelo to know how much he fit into what they were already looking at. But one of the things I didn't read it in the book, but they talked about it a little bit was that he, whenever he would take the women into the living room to get them away from their husbands, he would like put a, like a, blanket or something over the tv to make like an eerie lighting and there was an inner i think it was an interview with paul holes that somebody said like well what did you see when he went into the house that you can like tell us when they finally arrested him and he's like well he's like well i can tell you this and he talked about how they walked into his house and all the tvs had like blankets over them with the eerie lighting and he was like he was like at that moment i was like we got him because that was like one of those odd details that oh wow like that even didn't come out in the news or anything that I don't know if it did at the time. I probably didn't at the time, but it was just like he got like but chills. God, I mean, how long was it? It was like 40 years. Yeah, because he was active. He was old and, and from all like, the pictures they have of him, he was young. Yeah, it was. He was active from like 1976 to 1980 something. Yeah. And they arrested him in 2018. So, yeah. 
I'm 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 just glad he pled guilty instead of dragging this shit out for another four years of yeah. stuff. But her book was amazing. I really liked it. It did feel like you were reading a manuscript because you basically were. They basically published it unfinished mm-hmm. and kind of had a piecemeal together. But I felt like this was the week to read it because it was kind of like the 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 end <laughs> at the end of her book. Like we got him and here he is. Like don't have to deal with this asshole anymore. So that was yep. I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. Awesome. Now, wasn't there a TV thing to go with that? Yeah, it's. I need to get add HBO to my Hulu, even though I swore it's, I wasn't it's going on to. HBO. It's okay. on HBO. Um, and it's called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. I don't know what all is in it, but I've heard. I'm sure I'm sure Paul Holes is there. So if you want to watch Paul Holes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember like when I was younger in really like starting my true crime problem that I have being so confused by the fact that the Golden State Killer had so many names and it's because they had so many so many different like precincts dealing with different things that it took them a while to like connect them all and I was all because I was like why is he the original Night Stalker I was like oh because Richard Ramirez became the Night Stalker after the fact I think Richard Ramirez also had a few names as well I think Um, you're right I don't remember them all yeah he um, he wasn't bad looking until he filed his teeth to vampire points. God damn. That is so weird. He, he's well and he had major dental issues because all he really wanted to eat was like candy and he's he was a very terrifying yeah person both to look at and to hear the very few interviews um with him. I mean, he is just I guess the best word is soulless. I mean, mm-hmm. it he's terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. He kind of has that, that Bundy look at first when you see him, not that he looks like him, but he's got kind of like, if you just looked at him, he was not like scary looking. Right. But then when he talked and then when he like opened his mouth and he saw his teeth, you're like, Oh my God. Like, and the things that came, come out of his mouth are just whole. That's it's just dark and black. Yeah. It's just unimaginable. Yeah. Oh, I haven't read a lot about him. I could read more about him. I know. Look up some of his interviews on YouTube. It's scary. (laughs) I have to. I don't know if I've ever heard him speak. I think I always just see his face and they're like, you know, overdubbing or over top of him talking about him. Hmm. Ooh, I'll have to look that up. I'd rather read about the the vampires and the werewolves because I know that, you know, even though I'm like, it could be true. I know it's really not true. Now, serial killers, Mm. that shit is real. And it, we're I mean, due for a good serial killer. No, I feel like. no, don't it's, say this that. This is 2020. What the fuck are you doing don't over there? Don't put There's that in the always, universe. At any given time, there are 30 active serial killers in the country. We're Jesus, bound to Megan. catch one of them. Sorry. Shut your pie hole over there. God, we don't need any more this year. We're going to take your DNA and see if you're related <laughs> it's already to one in of them. <laughs> ancestry. What, what, Rachel, what'd you say? I, I said that's what I was going to say. The FBI does estimate that there's any, you know, roughly... 30 um serial killers active um at any given time yep and this is the reason why i did not let tyler go to the bathroom by himself until he was eight (laughs) i let him go into the stall by himself but he went into the ladies room with me until he was as tall as i was which was eight (laughs) (laughs) and i'm glad that they now have the family bathrooms and everything but when I feel like even like Ashton Kutcher, when his kids were little, like tweeted, he was like, I have my kids and there's no changing table in the men's room. What the actual fuck? Yeah. yeah. He was like, what how am I supposed, supposed to do, to do? that? 
Yeah, so I think it, an even an even better question is Martha. Did you also read about an asshole this week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we that seems to be the. <laughs> it's the theme. We the all theme of the read... week is assholes. God damn, maybe I should revisit my choice here. <laughs> I got so many weird books, okay. guys. I mean, weird. I have been into weird. And they are so weird. Is it more half unicorn people again? Oh, it's way weirder. Oh, wow. God. Pegasus. So I think I'm going to... Men with wings. <laughs> yeah, well, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to review any of those today because of the asshole theme going on. <laughs> I just think a weird book is too much today. So instead, I'm going to review a book that was recommended by one of the Friday night group, the Friday night tribe. It's called A Keeper by Graham Norton. Graham Norton, the uh, BBC America uh, presenter. Talk show I think host. he has his own talk show, yeah. His talk I, show host is the best. I have never seen his talk show. Oh. I've seen the uh, like previews or whatever, commercials for it, but I've just never watched it. He gets like the best shit out of celebrities on his show. Like, Every time he is like my favorite celebrities on, I will make a point to like find the clip. Well, I'm telling you, this guy's a great writer. Um, actually, what I did is I went and I read his first book first, read his debut novel first, which was excellent. But this is better. I mean, I gave the other one four stars, but I'm giving this one five stars because the story was that good. It takes place in an Irish town. The main character is a woman who goes back to this little Irish town because her mother has passed away. She goes back to clean out the her mom's estate, pretty much. She basically has never met her father. She doesn't know who her father is. But because of the estate being passed along to her, she gets a message from the solicitor that, that says, you know, there's there's an extra part of the estate there's another house so she doesn't know what that could possibly be well she discovers through a bunch of different clues and stuff that the house is her father's house but the web that is woven by this story is just it's amazing because she, you find out that her lineage is nothing like you thought it was. But I think the best part about this is it's written in such a way that you just are from the moment. And he, of course, he reads it. So you've got that fantastic accent, mm. yes. which you're just right in the middle of this little Irish town. Um, just fantastic characters. You find out that. Oh, shit, I can't even, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. But in the meantime, her son has supposedly gone to visit his father. They live in New York, but so anyway, he, he says he's gone to visit his dad. So she comes to Ireland and then she, she contacts the dad and finds out the dad doesn't know anything about it. Whoa, whoa. So her son is, you know, he's 18, 17 or 18 and totally on his own someplace that she doesn't know about. And then she finds out that um, he's been, the son has been dating his math tutor who's 36 and she's pregnant. 
I know. So you got all of that shit that's going on. And then all of this stuff that she's digging in and she's finding out all of this stuff that she never knew about her family. She she doesn't have a clue about any of this stuff. And the way it comes together at the end, I mean, I, my mouth just drops open at a couple of points in the book where not only did I not see that coming, just the irony of all of this. I don't know. It's just, holy shit. It was just so good. As mysteries go, it was just so well written. And then you add the extra dimension of, you know, being read by the author who's a fantastic narrator. And I gave that baby five stars. I'm all about that. I'm right there. I'm, I'm not surprised he's an amazing narrator. Just listening to him but interview a- people is... But he's like, a great he's so good author as well. Yeah. I mean, it, the story is so good. And the first book was excellent as well. I gave it four stars. I didn't the realize he was an author. Yeah, I didn't either. Until Friday when I was like on the call and I was like, yeah. Graham Norton, like the talk show host. <laughs> I know. I'm so glad for that Friday night call, you guys. It's just yes. so awesome. I've gotten so many great book recommendations out of that call. I love it. I love those girls so much. And anyone can join us on that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's open to anybody who joins our book tribe, which, you know, all you have to do is ask three, to, three to come book in. Girls book tribe on Facebook. Yep. Yeah. I will have to say it was much enjoyable when I had a better internet connection and everybody wasn't frozen half the time <laughs> and I wasn't frozen half the time. Yeah, well, it was Martha this time. I know <laughs> my internet connection was doing doing a little jitterbug. So we end up not being able to post that call this week, unfortunately, but. I'll get the week before. Although I did not realize that he was Irish. He said, I don't hear the Irish accent in him on his talk show. No, he's done a very good job of, uh, of getting rid of that. Yeah. He sounds more British maybe because, but I think he's based in England now. Yeah. Which probably was why it kind of blends. Well, he just did. uh, It's just a fantastic book. I, I don't, maybe I was just in the mood for it. I'm sure it didn't, I'm sure it wasn't perfect, but I super, super enjoyed it. It sounds pretty, it sounds like a book I would like. It mm-hmm. had so many. With the multiple stories happening at the same time. Yeah. Well, usually there's, usually I'm, you know, I'm skeptical and I don't like it when stuff is too far-fetched, but for some reason it just. Well, I mean, the part about the teenager with the math tutor, that doesn't really sound far-fetched to me. Nope. Well, I mean, that's not even the main storyline. That's like almost a sideline that's happening in her life. And that's the other reason I liked it is that it felt authentic because people's lives are fucked up. I mean, yeah. And how often do you only have one thing happening at one time? Exactly. Oh, yeah. There's always like seven things yeah. in, the, yeah. in the fire that you have going on all at one time. Yeah. So that book was called A Keeper by Graham Norton. And it was a keeper. I really wish I could get myself a couple of first editions of his his work. I'm going to try. It's going to be awful hard, though, because there'll be UK versions. But Graham Norton. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. His first one was called Holding. Yes. Which is really good. I almost I was right on the edge of reviewing that one today. But I felt like we needed a five star read. I agree with that. After you know all the all the assholishness that was going on in the podcast. <laughs> well, Michelle today. McNamara was a good four and a half. If she had lived to finish the book, I would have said yeah, five star. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I read but, that one too. But it was, it, for me, it was hard to read because, because it wasn't very well put together. And yeah. I know why. No, I agree. I, I know agree. why, but it didn't make it any easier I for me I caught a couple read. of typos, like when I was reading it, I was like, there's a word or three missing in this yeah. sentence. Yeah, and I'm not very forgiving when it comes to stuff like that, so I just yeah. had to not. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Cool, and cool. now we're back to the America, Tiger King of the world. I'm going to go get some extensions just to put only in the back of my hair now so that I can have a good mullet going yes. on. Not only am I American, but I'm, I'm going to make sure that Oklahoma. they're blonde. Oh, but, uh, Jesus. Can you do blonde extensions and then stand in front of a tornado and be like, that's Oklahoma. It's like, I hope my tigers are all right. <laughs> we can take you out to Tiger Safari. Is it Tiger Safari here in Tuttle? Uh-huh. Tiger yeah. Safari's in Tuttle, take yeah. Take some pictures. Yeah. I did see a really funny, like... I think it was on TikTok. It probably was. It was somebody like playing themselves. Like they only time traveled back from like January and they're like trying to warn themselves without like messing up the timeline. (laughs) And then she's like, so how do you feel about, you know, would you rather be out with friends at the bar or like at home on the couch and like present, like no, like January version of herself is like, well, the couch, she's like, you'll be just fine. She's like, you know what? You should get a dog. Yeah, you definitely. And she goes, well, then I got to walk. And she goes, walks are going to become clutch. Like, she's like. <laughs> she's, she's you're going to want that walk. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, so it's, and it's granted, she's, like, just trying to travel, like, four months. And being, like, you might, you know what? You also might want to go to Costco. And she's like, why do I want to go to Costco? Trust me, just go to Costco. And she, <laughs> Buy at least two things of toilet yeah. paper and paper towels. Stock up on Clorox wipes. Those are going to be really, really necessary. Yeah. And then at the end, she's like, what do you know about the big cat culture of America? And, she goes, <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> it was so good. I was like, it's so, it's all true. It's all true. It's true because it's real. <laughs> but what do you think about that? It's literally like four month difference from Jan- or like six months now. But like, I'm just, I saw a thing, um, I don't even remember where I was looking and they were talking about books that are going to be coming out soon. And somebody was talking about writing a book about the pandemic and people are like, you know what? Nobody's buying that shit right now. Wait a couple of years. Yeah. You need to wait till it's like, we don't want to read anything that takes place during the pandemic for a really long fucking time. Yeah. That's so true. We don't want to revisit that. Five or 10 years. You can bust out like... (laughs) A pandemic book. <laughs> you know what really worries me is that six or eight months from now we'll be nostalgic for now. No, don't no. even fucking say that. <laughs> Sorry. Don't do that. Don't. The only the only thing though is if I went back to January, I wouldn't have started my new job. Oh, that's true. So yeah. so you gotta look at the pot that's really good, Vonnie. That's very good. Like you know. have to look at the positive yeah. things that have happened. Yes. We have the COVID, we have the whole Tiger King of America going on right now, but I love my job. See, that's the way to do it. Find the positive. Well, here's the thing too, is I try to focus on what have I learned from this, Mm. right? What do I feel like I can do better? Um, And so one of the things is it really was eye-opening financially to be like, you know what, this, we were already really wanting to like start 
saving more than we have and we still had some and say have some in savings but we're like this really is eye-opening to say okay we need to really push hard in case you know something happens and you know we've been fortunate to have been working through all of this but i think you know that's one lesson that i've taken away from this is to be absolutely grateful for things and yeah. i think too i know for me i've taken away a little bit more sense of community with things because there have been members of the community who've come in, who've come together to help give people things that they need right and so mm-hmm. re sort of rediscovering your compassion mm-hmm. with things and allowing that and seeing the beauty and people coming together and helping each other and um, and doing that and doing your part when you can and our Friday night call yeah, yeah. That's something that came out of this whole thing. Yep. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, having that connection with uh, book girls all over the country and all over the world that we never would have had otherwise. It's all about adapting. It is. Yeah. It's all about adapting to what your situation is and just making the best of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and where that call is so cool, too. I, I love being on that call. And there are just book girls from everywhere on that call and it's it's so unifying it really is it's like you you don't realize how isolated you are Mm -hmm. until all of a sudden you're not anymore and to and to feel that during this time is so wow yeah well one of the most interesting i know one of our fellow book girls um lost a loved one during that and it was a forum for her to be able to get a little bit of support right mm-hmm. and yeah. and and to be to be perfectly honest we've never met her no in person Mm-mm. but yet we we feel connected to her and she feels connected to us and to all of these other people she's never met yep mm-hmm. it's it's social media at its best yes like when you take something that can be a negative like social media and making it such a such huge a, positive yes to make those connections that we really so sorely needed. I can't wait to meet Shona G in, in person. I it, can't wait to meet all of them in person. Yeah. Is she coming to the... Uh, yeah, I think she's planning yeah, on she's it. she's coming. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Oh, well, now I have to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's coming. We'll just, we'll, just, we'll just sanitize you all head to toe coming out of Texas. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. We're going to have to wear masks, but that's okay. That's okay. I'll wear a mask if it means we all get to be together. Yeah, it's all I good. really need to get one of... The, I was cruising the merch and I really need to get a three book girls mask because I feel like it wouldn't be appropriate for me not to have one. <laughs> I think you're probably right. Yeah. You better get it ordered. You might not, it might not. Well, come it might. Time. Um, I actually was on Redbubble the other day and it, is it sold out? It's not sold out, but their delivery time is July 31st. Shit. And that's with the rush. Mm. Well, they're so delivery. thin anyway, Rachel. I mean, yeah, they're really not. I mean, they're just for show. If I've, you have to put a mask on underneath. Yeah, that. you, have, you have, to have to double have, up with that because it's only you know it's like t-shirt material. You can see through it. Oh, uh, that's okay. I'll wear my bookworm mask. So my boss's daughter, when all of this started, um, she asked her mom, our boss. Um, she said, "I'm going to make some masks," and she said, "What are your coworkers like?" And so. My boss, Liz, she kind of, know we've worked together a long, long time. And so she knows kind of what all of us like. And she asked her daughter to make me a bookworm. Oh, that's awesome. 
Yeah, so it has these cute little worms with big glasses and books all over it, Aww. and it's just perfect. Aww. Yeah, that one would be yeah. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I think we should have a contest for the best mask. I have my Ravenclaw one. I want a plague mask so bad. <laughs> you know, with the big bird beak. No, I don't want a plague oh, mask. And the and the and the uh, goggles that go those with it. Are freaky. I want one of those so mm-hmm. bad. No, Here's thanks. my question. I would consider one of those if they had eye guards. Because that's that's what, what I, I mean. Am. It's it's got the goggles that are built in. The oh, old nice. the old fashioned plague masks. Yeah. Not the one I shared on Facebook the other day, which was like, you know, but they're like $60. Yeah, they're kind of expensive. Yeah. I've seen, um, I I forget where I saw this, but there's a company now making masks. So they're like the face masks that go around your ears, but they have a little shield that comes up over your eyes. So you don't have to wear like one of those huge face guards. Uh But when someone's talking to you from the front, you still have the face mask but you have the eye protection. Yeah. Oh. They they have this at the hospital, like the surgeons wear them that have the mask like attached so they can wear the mask and then not have like the full like face guard. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then I chuckle every once in a while somebody puts it on like the face mask and you can tell they kind of put it on wrong because they're not normally the surgeon. They're just trying to like get a <laughs> yeah. little extra and I like look, they walk by and I'm like, you did that wrong. <laughs> like, the chill yeah. goes Isn't over your eyes and their chin. Yeah. Just that little shield over your eyes, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I am from the future. And the, comes in and he's got the big gas mask on <laughs> with the big, the, you know, the dual things on the sides. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like Ron wears when he does his woodworking, yes. you know, one of those big, the big that's filters. what I should wear. Your, yeah. yeah, I should borrow Ron's respirator, respirator. and wear. Do you know how hot that would be It'll to be wear? It'll be so hot at the end of July. <laughs> somebody, too, how societally we have all just adapted. Like, if I'm in Walmart and somebody's got like a clown mask on or something, or like a full what? I'm just like, oh, they're just shopping. Glad you're wearing a mask. Like, <laughs> right? It's <laughs> so true. Like, hey, the T Rex, the T Rex uh, outfit. You know, the big inflatable T Rex yeah. costumes. I think we should all just wear those. <laughs> I wish you could see me, my little arms waving. <laughs> so somebody, I feel like you're making fun of me right now with my little arm, with my short arms. Bonnie's got a T Rex complex. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that's going to do it for Three, three Book girls. girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.